Alright guys, welcome, welcome to our first ever AV Club meeting. It's great to see you. I hope you're all doing super great. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the movie theater. <laughs> welcome guys. Thank you so much for those uh, offline resubs and the new subs and uh, resubs from a little bit earlier. So big thank you to Enice uh, from a couple days ago. I saw that you uh, did a resub, although you just popped it here too, so I did see it. So GG's, congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And also the big thanks to J-Man for the new sub, uh, for Laney for the resub, Void of Self for his five-month resub. Thank you so very, very much. And Pandasaurus, a.k.a. Enice, thank you so much for the resub. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so very much. And Zombie, thank you so much for the resub as well. Guys, thank you for the love. I am back. I am back. I have survived one week of being a dad. <laughs> we did it. We did it. It's been crazy. It's been very crazy. Um, The missus is actually with baby Logan right now. He's doing so great. Uh, we shared a couple pictures in Discord, so if you uh, aren't in Discord, get in there. What are you doing? You should totally check it out. You totally forgot to watch Back to the Future? No worries, good names. It's all good. The plan tonight, guys, we're going to have our inaugural AV Club. It's going to be a roundtable discussion. We're going to have three guests with us today. We'll get into who is with us this evening in just a couple moments, but it's good to see you. Papa and Mama McFly are obviously awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. It only gets worse from here, <laughs> right? So uh, the plan, we're going to do that. We're going to break down Back to the Future and discuss it as a uh, as a group. And then after that, a Pandasaurus with those 25 bits. Dude, thank you so much filling up that cup. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Now, you guys may notice that uh, the alerts are turned off. The plan is that what we're going to do is we're going to save this, break it out, and then uh, post it later. So if people want to check it out and they miss it, they can get a chance to watch it on their own. That way it'll be on the channel, and then we can kind of build up a uh, kind of like a mini library of stuff like that. So that's the plan. We're going to do this for uh, this will be a monthly recurring thing. And so what we're going to do uh, as I get started, I'll start with the title screen again, and then we'll do like a formal introduction and uh, we'll get started. It'll be kind of it's we're going to treat it as kind of a podcast. So as things are going on, I may not be engaging and reading with chat as much. It's going to be more so kind of a, a discussion with the guys here. And then at the end, we'll kind of discuss it and take uh, questions and comments from everybody at the end. And then when we're done, we will switch over to Alien Isolation for the beginning of our spooky stream. Because even though we're not going to be streaming on Halloween, this will be the beginning of our spooky. And I think we'll maybe get a chance to finish it on Wednesday. So that's kind of the plan. Good to see you, Peachy. We're doing great. Getting ready to get started with AV Club. So guys, I'm going to go ahead and get us rolling. And uh, we'll also, uh, you know, have some fun. And check out, uh, check out everything. It's great. I love you. Thank you. I may be a little rusty. It's been a week. I've also been trying to be a dad. It's been, uh, it's been intense. But I think I've been doing okay. Mrs. McFly has been awesome to me. So, hang on, dudes. Here we go. Alrighty, guys. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're watching it, welcome to the Hill Valley AV Club, the inaugural first episode ever. It's good to see you. My name is Captain McFly. Tonight we're going to be checking out one of my favorite movies of all time, Back to the Future. Now the plan for this show is it's going to be a monthly uh, podcast roundtable style segment on our stream. We are primarily a video game stream. We do Destiny. Well, um, we also do some variety occasionally. Uh, we did stream with my wife on Saturday mornings, but we just had a baby. So that's going to be kind of on hiatus for a little bit, but um, we're still going to stream Saturday mornings, but uh, she may be kind of taking some breaks for a little bit because we need someone to be watching the little guy um, at all times because he's a wee baby. So, but the plan though is tonight we're going to talk about Back to the Future. We're also going to talk about other things we've been watching as well, other TV shows, other films, things that we've been revisiting or new things that we've seen. And then after that, we'll move into our main discussion of Back to the Future, one of the greatest sci-fi movies of all time, of all time. So 
anyways, here we go. So joining me today, we have three guests today. Uh, we have, uh, I guess we'll kind of just go in order. So we'll go, uh, I guess we'll go from the bottom up. So, uh, so I guess what we'll have you guys do is uh, you'll introduce yourself and um, we'll just go like, like, hi, I'm so-and-so, and then we'll just kind of go down the line. So we'll start with uh, S. Jones, then Ruby, and then Panda. All right. Hi, I'm S. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and then next hi. we also have is, uh, is Ruby. Hey, that's me. <laughs> and then we also have Pandasaurus, a.k.a. Mr. E-Nice. Hey, this is Pandasaurus, a.k.a. E-Nice. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for joining. And today we are going to be obviously talking about Back to the Future. But before we talk about that, what have you guys been uh, watching besides, obviously, the greatest movie, Back to the Future? What have you guys been watching? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, earlier today... I uh I actually saw a movie on Netflix that was um it was about th there there's this ba comedy band I mm -hmm. like they're um they're comedians obviously but um would it happen to be Flight of the Concords? No. Oh. It is not. Uh they're called Garfunkel and Oates. I have heard of Garfunkel and Oates. Yes. And they, <laughs> they're not kid friendly. <laughs> okay. But, um, <laughs> they're, but it was, uh, them, they were trying to, they did a fundraiser where they were, um, making money to have their own comedy special because comedy specials are really, really, really expensive. Mm hmm. And so they sang like an entire their entire soundtrack, and they it, it was basically it, it the comedy special was exactly what that was. Uh huh. And but at the end, instead of it being like, "Oh yeah, we made enough money to get the special," they did, but they had to turn that money in. Because they had ended up, they had they didn't know it was it didn't come with it, but they decided to use mercury to fill up the th thermometer. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so they had to spend all the money they made for the comedy show on mer on mercury. That is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. That is awesome. S. Jones, yeah, what have you been watching? Other than Stranger Things, too. Ah, have you finished Stranger Things 2? Uh, all nine hours, sat straight through. That is amazing. I'm, I just, um, uh, I've gotten through, we just finished episode eight, so we've got one more. we got one more. Ah, uh, uh, um, no, other than that, I've been watching Suits, like, nonstop. Oh, I've never gotten into Suits, like, I've never tried it. I, I mean, oh, if you were man. to compare it to, like, other, like, TV show comedies is it is it kind of like The Office or is it kind of like um... it's like a comedy drama kind of show it um it, I mean it's by the same network that does Mr. Robot okay. so it's it's pretty good um I mean I, I like it because it's kind of a different take on a like a law series mm -hmm. so I I enjoy it and Harvey Specter's uh Harvey Specter's my man nice so <laughs> awesome. i'll maybe try to check it out because i've been having a lot of late nights uh especially recently too with watching yeah, the little yeah. guy and just watching tv and movies just to kind of fill the time so i have a feeling my i have there's a website that i use it's called uh letterboxd.com it's a l-e-t-t-e-r-b-o-x-d and it's kind of like a it's an online film diary. And so, I mean, if you want to, you can rate movies that you watch, but also you can just use it to kind of just keep track or make lists. Usually at the end of the year, I make like a like a top 10 of these are my favorite movies that I saw like this year that were new. For so, that year. so like Goodreads for movies. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only comparison I can draw. Adam. Right. <laughs> 
but yeah so um awesome so it sounds like suits is a pretty decent show to maybe check out yeah i enjoy it what about you panda what have you been up to um i have yet to watch stranger things but it's on the to-do list shame my wife has seen all of it already but i have Whoa. not she watched it all without you i <gasps> just couldn't <laughs> oh, betrayal. oh man mrs betrayal. panda B- big betrayal see like with us <laughs> i mean mrs mcfly kind of did give me the go-ahead saying like yeah if you want to watch an episode while i'm asleep just let me know how far you get and i'll catch up it's like i can't do that because no, i, I know if she okay. did the same thing i'd be so grumpy no it's I a trap. okay it's okay <laughs> it's a trap <laughs> i was playing video games while she was watching it so oh okay okay oh so what else what have yeah. you been watching then since you haven't seen stranger things um, all of my shows are actually coming back online, so I'm just watching Gotham, watching Arrow, The Flash. Um, let's see, Hawaii Five O. Nice, I like Hawaii Five O. Yeah, Hawaii Five O is actually pretty fun. All the Marvel shows, like all the, the new, Netflix ones, or like uh, yeah, Agents all the of Netflix Shield. ones. Netflix, uh, yeah, Agents of Shield is also part of that Marvel universe. Ah, oh, very cool. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the new things I watched was Santa Clara's Diet, which was pretty funny. It's another Netflix show. Oh, that one's good. Yeah, I've seen that one as Honestly, well. Honestly, I thought it was pretty funny. Real yeah. talk here, though, all the Netflix shows are good. It is true. There, there are a few that are not, not good. A, I, I yeah, there's a few seen, that are weird. Yeah, I've not seen a single Netflix show that I hadn't enjoyed, at least by the end of it. Mm-hmm. They all have their moments. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even I've gotten really used to, I mean, the Marvel Netflix shows, like in terms of those, I tend to prefer those over the ABC produced ones and things like that. Yeah, I I tend to kind of gravitate more towards those. Right. I mean, you can show maybe a little more violence or something like that. Like even with Daredevil, I liked um, I liked it before he got the costume and not going to lie. I wish he never got the costume. Because I would have preferred just him to just stay with the blindfold and just like a normal jumper or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that would have been um, that would uh, have a been bit a... cooler. Yeah. But that that's just I don't know just a, a fan's opinion. I've been watching a lot of stuff lately, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just kind of go down the go down the list a little bit since uh, the little man was born. Um, we have been doing Stranger Things, obviously. Um, but also I revisited uh, Doctor Strange, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, which I think is a very underrated animated movie. That was movie. a good one. Mm-hmm. I have I to watch really, that. It's very good. If you enjoy stop motion, this will kind of test your perception of stop motion. It is the most smooth I've ever seen. It's done incredibly it well. You'd um, think it was just an animated movie. Right, and I remember uh, showing it to to my wife for the first time, and I, I can't remember if I told her it was or not, but my brother-in-law came down to visit for this weekend, and we were finishing it when they arrived to come visit us and our newborn, and he was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm like, yeah, and it's all stop motion, and he he couldn't believe it. He thought it was just that I was making it up. It's like, no, man, it's cool. Just wait till the end credits. Cause that's one thing that's nice about it. Leica is the company that, that produces, um, they did Kubo, but they also did Coraline and Paranorman. And mm, yeah. I love Wasn't in it. The Dreamworks? Air- they do uh, a lot of stop motion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're, uh, distributed or owned by Dreamworks, but to my understanding, Leica is on their own. Dreamworks might be their distributor though. Oh, okay. Not 100%. But uh, what's nice, though, is during the end credits, they will have a brief segment of showing the puppeteers going through the motions of either animating a character or animating a um, like a certain piece of either the set or a scene. And it'll start in real time for us, like us as people. And then it'll slowly ramp up and speed up. And you'll see it catch up to actual movie time. So eventually... You know, the guys like moving lightning fast to make all these very subtle itty bitty changes to ultimately have, you know, just, you know, what looks like natural movement. But it's, you know, so many micro changes to make it happen, Mm -hmm. even from like clothes flapping to hair flapping. It's it's really incredible. And uh, Kubo is, I think, their 
their best technological achievement or best technical achievement in this um, in this vein. And if you haven't seen it, just for the appreciation of the effort that they put in, I highly recommend it. I think it's great. And then yeah. um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil was another one I revisited. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. It is. I love is, that one. Yeah, it's such a gem. Um, Mrs. McFly, I think, suggested it one night, I think last Halloween. Neither of us had seen it before. And we had just, I had just had her see uh, Cabin in the Woods, I think, for the first time. And we were oh, looking for, think... yeah, Cabin in the Woods is also fantastic. And so we were looking for something that, you know, was maybe a little bit funny, but still kind of fit within the time of the year. And Tucker and Dale is so great. It has like a lot of tropes of like, you know, Evil Dead or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But it's these two country bumpkins that are just, you know, a little bit uh, simple. I guess is I guess a way to put them. They're not the brightest stars in the sky. And it's these college kids that just, you know, think that they're out to kill them or are looking at them funny, but they're just uncomfortable and don't know how to act. And so they just, they just stare at him like, um, I and, love it. And he's holding like a scythe or like a, like a heavy hammer or like a machete. And they're just staring at these kids. And of course they're freaked out. And it, it kind of goes from there. It's great. Um, Alan Tudyk is in it. And, um, he's been in Firefly. He was the voice of K2SO. And, um, Alan Tudyk is... Love him. Yeah, he's fantastic. And also from uh, Dallas, which is kind of fun. So oh, he, got, he's kind of a local guy. I got um, pumpkin guts on my arm. Nice. Carbon <laughs> pumpkin earlier. Nice. <laughs> Um, another thing that I saw too uh, is a Netflix documentary called uh, Chasing Coral. It's um, pretty cool. It's uh, a Netflix original produced piece of content. So um, it's about kind of global warming and the effects that are kind of happening with uh, with coral and what that's what that means. And you know, seeing coral bleaching and what's causing that, but. What kind of motivated me to see it was more so I just wanted to see really pretty pictures in four day. That's what I wanted. <laughs> so I was like, I just want to see pretty things. And I, I turned into this really, because um, I mean, high quality ocean footage tends to look really nice. And so I just wanted to watch that. And it turned into something that was, I, I came away from happy that I saw it. Just kind of understanding, you know, just raising the water temperature by two degrees is enough to stress out the coral and kill it. And we lost, I think, in the last year, 30% of the Great Barrier Reef. And 30% of it? 30%. Wow. And so just hearing stuff like that, it's like, wow, that's incredibly shocking. And so, I mean, if you're looking for, you know, kind of a cool documentary to check out, if you have Netflix, um, I'd recommend it. It's great. Visually, it's it's gorgeous. It's very well shot. It's a well-paced documentary. You don't feel like you're snoozing and, you know, wanting to jam a pencil in your nose. It's... Um, you see some very cool visuals from, you know, the Florida Keys to the Caribbean to obviously Australia and uh, just what these guys do to kind of try to show a way to document the change and also be able to, you know, inform you to give you an idea of um, what's going on. And um, I think they did a fantastic job. So that's uh, that's Chasing Coral and um, definitely worth a watch. Interesting. Yeah, I th I think it's a, a very well done piece of piece of content. Um, so now, I guess we'll kind of get into the real discussion, which is of course Back to the Future. Now, many of you guys know. I mean, most people here know, at least within our community, that uh, I tend to I like Back to the Future just a little bit, just a wee bit. <laughs> just tiny. I think it's a pretty tiny cool movie. Bit. I think it's uh, I think it's pretty great. I mean, I've got like a whole shrine to back to the future stuff, like over in the corner of my room or in the corner of my office. Um, That's not something you usually tell people. I know. It's like, Hey, I have a bunch of these things from a movie that was made before I was born. And I think it's the greatest thing ever. Um, <laughs> but I guess we'll kind of start off. Um, I guess, let me know when was the first, since it's a, it's a movie that came out in the eighties. Um, so if you can let me know, when did you guys see back to the future for the first time? How old were you? Where were you? Did you see it in a movie theater? Did you see it at home? Um, oh first... goodness! <laughs> okay. So wait, who's going first? Uh, we'll, we'll go. Uh, we'll go. S. Jones, then Ruby, and then uh, Panda. Okay. Um. Honestly, I can't remember the first time I've actually seen it. Oh, okay. 
I, it was probably when I was older, obviously mm -hmm. old enough to remember it. Sure. And so obviously you saw it at home. Yeah. At home. Um, I just remember thinking, I think I remember, um, actually thinking that Michael J. Fox actually sang this <laughs> <in the> movie. <laughs> like that was actually him and he was playing the guitar. So it yes. took me, you know, a little while to figure out that actually wasn't him. <laughs> um, well, he, he actually did learn how to play guitar for the role, though. Yeah, which I thought was oh, pretty okay. cool. Yeah, so that's actually him playing guitar. Wait, oh, right. no, that's wow. not him playing the guitar, but he is doing all the finger movements. I think they had a musician right. come in. Yeah, yeah, they actually they dubbed in the music, but he's actually, he learned how to finger along and basically strum and, and appropriately be able to to play the guitar so it actually looks like he's doing it but yeah they yeah, didn't they didn't use the source audio for that yeah like and to this day that's still like my favorite part of the whole movie mm -hmm. i think um oh at the uh for the dance for the dance and i think it's just because any scene that really like has to do with music like in any movie or tv show mm -hmm. like is automatically my favorite scene because i just so drawn to like music and and uh entertainment so right and it's one of those things too like um like when he kind of travels back in time for the first time i i find the 50s just to be so interesting it, it it's a beautiful time in the sense that it's everything just it looks almost otherworldly because it's so different in terms of like architectural aesthetics and um whether it's with vehicles or buildings you know art deco and things like that it's 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 very intriguing to me it, it almost seems otherworldly or like of another time um and i've even i've even told my wife like you know if i could kind of go back in time i'd either like to do the 40s but i kind of would want to do the 50s just to kind of avoid the whole war part and just get to the <laughs> hanging out part uh I, I just find it so interesting i thought the cars were cool of that time and you know the idea of like soda shops and you know diners it's just mm -hmm. even though yeah we have those today it's it's different i mean back then you know there was still i mean obviously with marty's mom you know people maybe aren't the most innocent thing in the world but um <laughs> but still like there is there's a, a simpler time it, there is there's a sense of innocence still there and um so i don't know i, I always found it pretty cool but i i agree s jones that that music of that time i still find to be you know it, it's very cool i like it it uh i think it's yeah. very very awesome i did definitely grow up with like all the quote-unquote oldies then so <laughs> right so ruby when was the first time you saw back to the future that's actually a really really funny story so this the first time i actually saw back to the future was probably one or two months before i actually came across your twitch oh really um, okay yeah. so you saw it for the first time fairly recently then oh yeah fairly recently okay but the only reason i actually ever really decided to watch it is because i walked out of my room what uh, sometime during the day i forget when it was it must have been a weekend mm -hmm. um and i saw my sister watching back to the future three i believe it was okay and i was and i didn't know at the time that there were three different three different movies so i'm like oh hey what you watching because <laughs> i asked her that anyway I ask her that anyway, anytime I'm out there. Sure. Um, and she's like, oh, I'm watching Back to the Future 3. I'm like, what happened to the other two? <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she says, I already watched them. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well. Then, like, I think it was probably the next time my uh, 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 the next time my uh, family went out. Um, I decided to stay home and watch Back to the Future uh, uh, for uh, uh, for the first time, Very and nice. it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Panda. Was what was the first time you saw it? Uh, first time I saw it was probably in elementary. I was probably still in elementary school. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, probably was, and it was a rerun. But interesting fact, it was probably in Spanish. Ah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, my parents love to watch, like, daytime Spanish movies, and they would just dub all the movies in Spanish. It is the funniest thing ever because the translations oh are so bad. Yeah, it's just kind of like oh, a bad kung fu movie where they're just like moving their mouth all over the place. It's just out of yes. sync. That is yes. the best. But yeah, it was probably it was really interesting. I saw it again in English like a few months afterwards, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen it since. So it's been a while. Got it. Okay. So, um, obviously, I mean, word if it's not obvious we're going to be going into uh definitely spoilers for back to the future so if you haven't um seen it leave you either leave <laughs> or maybe come back in maybe about a half hour or something i mean we're going to be talking about it for a while and uh discussing the movie in in detail um so uh you've been warned sorry uh do So I guess we'll kind of we'll kind of go do, do like the little round table as well. Um, or I guess I can discuss when I saw it for the first time, too. Um, I grew up seeing it uh, with my dad. I was I was maybe like six or seven years old. Um, and my dad bought the trilogy on VHS. Um, for those who don't know, that's a tape. It's before DVDs, before Blu-rays, digital. It is one of the worst... It's strange to think about how, like, some people might legitimately not know what VHS is anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, it's weird to think about. Having to address your VCR for tracking because the tape gets a little off the wheels. I mean, (laughs) it's it's a sad thing to say that it's 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 also uh, probably one of the worst mediums ever for viewing anything. It's uh, VHS is pretty crappy, (laughs) so because it it just breaks so easily, it just it tears. Yeah. What's the resolution on it? Oh, for uh, VHS, I think it's like 260 or 360p. It's, yeah, it would have to be something like that. It's That's awfully really bad and 4x3, so it's not even widescreen. It's is bad. Yeah, VH, <laughs> VHS is, is awful. I do not recommend it, but that's the first time I saw Back to the Future. And uh, it was one of my dad's favorite movies when he was a kid, and it became one of those things that I associated with my dad. And he would come home and from work, and we'd sit down in front of the TV. He'd lay on the floor with me and get pillows. We'd prop him up, or I'd lay on his stomach, and we'd start the start the movie. And he'd inevitably pass out, and I'd be, you know, sitting in front of the TV by the end because I just thought it was so cool. You know, it's it's this guy, this kid. You know, obviously older than me at the time, but you know, to me, Marty McFly was a kid. And this is just going to kind of lead into us talking about the film at this point. Um, but, you know, what what makes it so cool is that it is this just normal dude that, you know, loves rock and roll and music. And he just kind of has this cool friend, you know, Doc Brown, who's kind of, you know, they're kind of like Batman and Robin or honestly, the most modern parallel is going to be Rick and Morty, except um, <laughs> Morty in Marty's sense is a. Uh, a little bit more uh, capable, I guess. <laughs> um, but that's also part. Of, this this movie is also part of the reason why I like Rick and Morty so much. It's 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 oddly similar, and I mean you cannot deny it's inspired from from Back to the Future. Oh, but, it is. But yeah, Marty is this guy though that is just this normal high school kid that you know he's got a girlfriend, and um, but also he's kind of unsure of himself at the same time. And I was one of those kids growing up where I was never really fully sure of myself. I second guessed myself on things all the time. And I still do. I still do as an adult. Um, but he would, you know, he played in a band and he would always, his girlfriend would say, you need to set in your demo tape. And, you know, I don't know if I'm any good and things like that. And, um, but also as I kind of got older, it became an interesting thing and a very introspective look at, you know, what if you could go back in time and see your mom and dad when they first met or when they were your age? I'd probably w- cry. Yeah, would you cry? <laughs> I mean, but it's one of those things too. Would have you? Would you have been friends with your mom and dad at that time? Would you even had friends in the same circle? And, 
you know, the idea of time travel as a kid sounds amazing and so cool and unique. And would you, I mean, if you could do that, I mean, what, what would that experience be like? And that's part of the things that's so intriguing about it. And I mean, I guess S Jones or Ruby, I mean, if you guys could go back in time and if you saw your mom and dad, I mean, what would you think if you saw them when they were like your age in high school? I just, (laughs) I, I honestly couldn't tell you that because, I mean, I've seen some pictures of them from when they were in high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I can, I can kind of imagine what, what it looked like around back then, but like, I, I can't imagine actually going back and meeting them. I I feel like I'd just be kind of like too freaked out to move or do anything. Right. You you don't want to upset the space time continuum, so you're not gonna right. Them at all. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Makes sense. How about you, S. Jones? Would you be? I mean, would you want to approach them right away? Would you be afraid they would approach you? I don't know. I've heard stories about my uh, parents growing up, and my mom. She told told me like in high school and stuff. She got called Sandra D because she was such a goody goody. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, that was her nickname. <laughs> yes. And my dad, you know, I don't think he was quite so goody goody. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I, get, I think he did wrestling in high school, and he was a scrawny thing too. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I think for me, I don't. If I knew it was my parents, I'd probably not want to talk to them because it'd just be really weird. And uh, I think if I didn't know, I still wouldn't talk to them because I'm not the person to go up and <laughs> start talking that, to people. I don't know anyway, so. That's awesome. I think either way, I probably wouldn't say a word. <laughs> right. Like, okay. I don't think I'd talk to anyone with a mullet. Like, I'll be honest, if I met someone with a mullet, I probably wouldn't talk to them. I'd probably walk behind them and just cut it. Just (laughs) Just cut it. Just go ahead and, it's like, I'm doing you a favor, Chief. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Doing you a big ol' solid. Um, So I guess uh, one of the things that, you know, is unique to Back to the Future as well is using a DeLorean as a time machine. Using Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have, obviously, there's other, like, special iconic vehicles in movies. You know, you have, like, the Millennium Falcon or the TARDIS or the USS Enterprise. The DeLorean, to me, is one of the most iconic cars or just vehicles in a movie. I mean, would you guys agree, disagree? I mean, I think it's one of the most iconic. I think it's definitely... I think it's definitely iconic, I don't know necessarily the most iconic because if you wouldn't know it just by you wouldn't know it just by seeing it like oh hey that's uh, that's one of those cars that you uh, that was in back to the future mm-hmm. you know but I do think it's definitely iconic for um time travel-esque mu- movies for sure um, I think it's very iconic, but it's between that and Kit from Knight Rider. It's like those yes. are the two famous cars that you see. Even though DeLoreans were horrible at the time in real life. Oh, they were garbage. They were a terrible the, worst, the worst car ever. Mm-hmm. But somehow mm-hmm. I made it into this movie. Yeah. Fun fact. Uh, they The original script, they didn't call for a DeLorean as a or for like the original vehicle, they were actually debating on using a refrigerator. Yeah, I read that. Yeah. A refrigerator? Yes. Yeah, a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Not a vehicle at all, so just like a box. So I'm just trying to think about how that would like, oh, you know what? That wouldn't be that hard now that I think about it. They'd be <laughs> like frozen, but they'd just be like frozen. Right, but very much like uh, like what Doc Brown says in the movie, if you're going to time travel, why not do it with you know a little bit of style? And so right. I'm glad they kind of went that route because it's it adds some fun to it as well, which I think what makes the the movie so great. You know, it's it, it doesn't take yeah. itself too seriously, but also like in a time travel sense, you know, I think it's one of the ones that is one of the more thought out um, continuity things and 
Um, with there are some holes, there are some holes with it, but not many, not nearly as many as others, like Terminator or things like that. This is actually one of the most steady, um, time travel stories. Um, like uh, my one of my favorite examples in it is during um, you know, when he goes to the mall, it's uh, Twin Pines Mall, is where Doc asks to meet Marty at like one in the morning, and then when he travels back in time to escape uh, the Libyans. He runs over um, the farmer's, uh, one of his pines, and now instead of uh, Twin Pines Ranch, it becomes, there's only one pine tree that lives. And so when yep. you go back in time at the end of the film, it's actually Lone Pine Mall instead of Twin Pines Mall. And I don't think I've ever noticed that. <laughs> yeah, so go back and check it out. It's actually, it's it's pretty cool, and there's a, there's a bunch of little subtle details like that within the film, but that's that's one I definitely missed the first time around. And then when you see it, it's like, whoa! That's so smart. He ran over the tree. And so now there's only one tree in the title of the mall. Yeah, that's the right. Old Man Peabody. That's what it is. Old Man Peabody. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was really neat. Because, I mean, other movies tend to kind of get time travel just a little bit goofy, you know? Yeah. That's one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what else? Do, 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 do. Oh, okay. So um, kind of in the movie as well, you know, Marty takes back a, um, like he travels back with a, like a cassette player or things like of the time. So if you were to, let's say, travel back with something from our time, like let's say we were Back to the Future was taking place for the first time in 2017. If you had something on your person or like in your bag, like what do you think that would be? I mean, obviously I think most of us would say, smartphones but i mean how do you there think... was no internet at the time i'm sure yes so i mean if you went back though i mean what would you what do you think you would have with you if you were to end up like in the 50s oh wow um some kind of food that wasn't there in the 50s yeah <laughs> You would kind of think like Doc Brown in the second movie where he tries to, he packs all cotton underwear because he's allergic to all synthetics. Yeah. Very nice. Or like something to do, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. So like... Like a board game? Yeah, like a board game. Just play a board game with yourself. Don't mind me. (laughs) I had phones. um, One thing I thought about some sort probably like a microwave (laughs) a microwave yeah just blow their minds (laughs) this thing's going to be amazing (laughs) all right so um i guess we'll just kind of get into like a just a generic since i've kind of gushed about the movie a little bit so um (laughs) so ruby we'll have you go first on this one so overall of the film what did you think what did you think of back to the future Honestly, the first time I saw it, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Okay. Um, I mean, the second time around, this is obviously, this is obviously not my second time around. I, I, it's probably, probably around the fifth, but, um, Mm -hmm. the second time around, I liked it a lot more. And I think that's probably more uh, mo- more than anything because the first time I watched it, I was only really watching it because I wanted to get through because it it had been a movie that'd been like spoken up uh, uh, spoken about so much and like everyone's talking about how super duper great it is and. Mm-hmm um because it is and just ranting about that but then the second time i went in because i already knew what the movie was about i actually Mm -hmm. and what actually happened i i think i probably that's why i probably liked it a lot more sure what about it um made you enjoy it so much what stood out to you like what made uh and honestly too what kind of turned your opinion around like what made it um like turn that corner for you well like I said, one of the big thing that made it, it, it the big thing that stood out to me mm-hmm. is how quickly everything went wrong. Oh yeah, <laughs> how quickly things just went just went terrible. 
<laughs> right. Like the uh, like traveling uh, it, back, no plutonium, it, nothing works, right. stranded outside of town. You got to walk like yeah. 15 miles just to get to town. Yeah. Nobody yeah, knows no. who you are. You're in shock. Doc Brown doesn't even really fully know who you are. <laughs> right. Um, and I think... And I think, honestly, that's also what changed it for me. Mm -hmm. Because when you're watching it the first time, uh, uh, the first time I saw it, I was just expecting a super duper good movie. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's been talked about so much, but like... It, but once you kind of actually already know what's going on, mm -hmm. you can actually look through and learn to actually appreciate it for what it is. Very cool. Rather than what how it's been talked about. Right. So for you, it's more so you kind of started to appreciate it more so for its, uh, I guess, its cultural significance more so yeah. than but yeah. um but it didn't like become one of those you know pantheon movies like yes this right. is you know fantastic to me but right so like you didn't you liked it but you didn't love it it wasn't like the greatest thing i'd ever seen sure and like, honestly too if you didn't like it at all you're not gonna offend me at all i mean people are very no, much no, entitled I'm, to their I own opinions like yeah i do I, I do like it it's just not the greatest one i've ever seen gotcha um, so we'll go to Panda. So Panda, uh, what did you think of, um, of Back to the Future? What do you think of Back to the Future as a movie? Um, the first time I saw it, I thought it was amazing. I was still young. So that awe from just watching the movie and the total time traveling concept concept just really like blows your mind. And when you're small, but rewatching it again, like a, like a few days ago, you see so many things that you just didn't notice before. Mm -hmm. And they are not like bad things, but there was like, wow, this actually got into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Such as <laughs> um, the whole scene, like with his mom and um, the bully when they were in the car and she, she's like basically raped. Mostly. Yeah. Like, Being groped like, and having definitely unwanted attention. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. like, wow, this actually got into like this movie that is just like known from everyone. Like everyone has seen this movie. Right. And it's like made a made itself part of like pop culture. Like if you look at some Disney movies, it's the same thing. It's like some of those things that are in these movies now that like, you didn't notice when you're kids, when you watch them as an adult, it has a completely different meaning. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Me tell you or about Disney movies. Yeah, or they or they show it to you in a different sense, and so it's yeah, one of the. It was it. I agree. I'm I'm very much on the same page with you. I think it is very unique that they actually, um, kind of showed it to you to the degree that they could that yeah. something very bad was happening. But also, it, it served as a good milestone for um for George for Marty's father to yeah. you know overcome a definite social wrong and actually stand up uh to biff yep exactly and I, I think that's one of the things that made it such a great movie for our generation it's like the theme of having self-confidence and mm -hmm. being able to stand up for yourself it's like something that you see in our generation now and it's something a lot of people struggle with and that's what made it so great i believe that this is why people has identified so much with this movie because they see themselves as marty mcfly as as George, as his father, and they see themselves there, and that's why I think they attach themselves so much to this movie. Because if you look at the movie, it's nothing out of the ordinary for a movie. It's a great movie. It's just people identify themselves with the movie, and that's what makes it great. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So, S. Jones, what did you think of Back to the Future? I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I don't I don't know how to <laughs> I think it was for the time that it came out it was super creative you know well done um just being able to like say okay well there's this and like 
kind of look forward in the future, and they didn't really get that many things wrong, really. Right. Like, there's still, like, that one film franchise that has a million, um, like, million and one sequels. Right. And then right. you basically have a type of hoverboard now, and just... <laughs> yeah. Right. Stuff like that, like, stuff like that sure. that's just kind of Right, but that was more so in part two. Yeah. That was it, Rob. Yeah, but it's... um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But um, So I guess you you were talking about, so Estrans, you were talking about the the music. Like, that's something that you really identified with. What did you think of of the score? You know, it's scored by Alan Silvestri, you know, one of the one of the best composers that's still still alive and still makes fantastic music. I mean, uh, off the top of my head, I know he did uh, the Avengers uh, soundtrack. So, I mean, he's, he's got a very iconic he sound. That? He did. He did. Hmm. Great composer. Um, so, what going into the music as well, S. Jones, uh, kind of <coughs> talk to me about what you liked about the, the score as well as, you know, the other music that's in the film as well. I think, I mean, other than, like, the ambience, of like having the 50s so it has like all the older songs playing that you would find like on an oldies channel now like mm-hmm. it you know adds to the atmosphere but like the just the actual score like i was saying when you were starting we we're all on mute i'm like this like, the main theme it like i'm like it just gets me so hyped because it's just so it like puts you in that frame of mind like yeah you know big things are coming and mm-hmm. happening and it's one of the it's invokes a lot of emotion and then any like movie score that can like do that where you just listen to it and like you automatically have that um energy emotion and energy yeah energy right. that's tied to it like you it's, it's there, fantastic right yeah <laughs> like, and there's there's, no there, there's other like way a, it. right and there's like a theme with it too like you know that you know that theme like when you hear it you know that it's back to the future without a doubt, you know, cause there's some films with their music. It, you know, it's, it's not necessarily like it's bad or performed poorly, but it's, it doesn't have like a, a hook. Whereas back to the future has like a real hook to the song. Like it's, it's got a, just a great sound and yeah. it's, it's almost, you know, kind of like Indiana Jones or star Wars, you know, like the Imperial March or, you know, the rebel sound or the rebel track. I mean, it, it has a very distinct, um, you know, rhythm and sound to it. And I yeah. agree too. I, I liked the fifties and even the eighties stuff too. You know, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. Even though, I mean, obviously we're not in the eighties. So, I mean, when the movie came out, it was very much of its time. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And going back to, I obviously, now that I'm realized I was, had my whole conversation all set up for like the second movie like a silly (laughs) (laughs) that's okay we'll get to it we'll get to it another time we'll get to it another time for for being the 80s and when it came out it was still like well done and how they were able to like stick things in like creatively Mm -hmm. as far as like well and you have some of like the stereotypical thing like everybody was scared of like aliens you know back when Mm -hmm. You know, and all that stuff happened, which coincidentally, I think today is like the anniversary of when H.G. Wells, I think it was H.G. Wells, um, War of the Worlds played over the radio. Yes, very much and so. And how like that that pandemonium came just be- from listening to the radio mm-hmm. and created such a havoc about aliens. And you go back and everybody thinks he's a space guy. Right. And, and like the, plans, yeah, the kid. And then he uses um... it against his dad to get him to do what he needs to do so right like he what's great too is he uses like pop culture of that time to mess with him you know he calls himself um he says he's darth vader from the planet vulcan which i think would make a lot of trekkies (laughs) or star wars people kind of vomit a little bit but but at the same time it's hilarious and he plays like van halen to freak him out uh darth vader wouldn't have been there at the time that he said it so he wouldn't know who darth vader was if you really think about it Mm. Um, you mean like the, wasn't there in the 80s no when he said it he, he was in the 50s correct Star Wars came yeah, out in the but 60s he came, from, he came from the 80s which already yes. had Darth Vader yeah but that is actually that's a good point that's a bit a bit of a flaw it's like as he would grow up you know he would George probably saw Star Wars you know he, he was a sci-fi buff 
and I bet he saw Star Wars. Kind of makes you wonder, like, what? Did oh, you, okay. What did you? What? 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 <laughs> you know, kind of like a moment <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and, that, um, it, yeah, that's like at least another, what, 20 years in the future from the 50s, though. Mm, so that'd have to be yeah. like something that really stuck out in his mind, which I believe it would. But at yeah. the same, like. <laughs> but yeah, and I, it's, don't know. I agree. And also, too, with um, also just kind of like, you know, seeing the change with everything as well with um, like with, you know, going from what his life was like in the 80s before going back and then life after going back you know the the ripple effects of time travel and mildly altering the past even though doc brown um told him like you know you don't talk to anybody don't do anything because this could unravel everything you know this could just end existence um but you know in his defense yeah he did he did land in the street and nearly get killed very true <laughs> right but it's one of those things though that's um i i love though that eventually because you know marty writes the note letting doc know like hey the night that you go back you're gonna get shot and i love the fact that you know doc kind of thinks probably like what most of us would think you know what the hell why not well i mean if you if you read the letter why not try to keep yourself alive um you know, he, he definitely says, you know, no one should never know too much of their own uh, destiny. But at the same time, we would all want to kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit, like saying, hey, you want to know what's going to happen to you? You know, it's like, I yeah, mean, you're going to yeah, die eventually anyway. <laughs> right. You're going to find out eventually. I mean, you're going to find out how you're going to die. But you also you kind of want to know as well, you know, what's what's going to happen to me? You know, how am I going to die? Um, And so I, I always found that to be kind of you know, kind of like a cool thing Doc does, you know, when he, when he gets shot, um, when Marty goes back to try to catch him in time because he sees Doc tear up the letter before he travels back in time. And when he right. opens it up and, you know, he's just sitting there with a big smile on his face and you're just so excited that, you know, Doc made it. He did it. He made it. Yeah. You can see a little bit of foreshadowing when he, when he was first going to go to the future before the Libyans came, mm -hmm. that he was going to go into the future and look at the, who won the world series and stuff. So he can place bets and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like he wants to know about the future. I think uh, that probably like changed his mind from when he was in the 50s to when he was in the 80s. I think that was something that changed in him because the Doc Brown in the 50s would never go into the future to learn about these things. But the one in the 80s did want to. Right, exactly. And so it's very interesting, too. Yeah, you see it's the same man. It's the same Doc, but you have... Um pre-time travel doc and doc where he is aware of time travel and kind of has a little bit of knowledge gained now from seeing it before he even invented it and then seeing okay this actually turned out all right so maybe i can go see some things but still he kind of errs on that side of caution though you know don't change too much mm -hmm. he is also going to the future so he can't really change anything there <laughs> right yeah, <laughs> but he still is using it to his own advantage, like going into the future. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Wait, that makes me think something. Yes. What would have happened if, like, someone had gone back to the day they were born and, like, killed them as a baby? Would they, like, still... would? What kind of paradox would that uh, oh, would that create? I think you uh, just you just talked about Terminator there, right? I mean, yeah, that's pretty much that's like a Terminator style problem. But I think what would happen? I mean, I remember seeing this in an episode of uh, Family Guy, where um, Stewie creates this like um, interdimensional. Uh, no, he creates a time travel pad. I mean, and so what he does is he tries to go all the way. He keeps like pushing a button and it fritzes out, and so they go back to before the universe existed and then to get back i mean they existed like beyond time beyond the laws of physics and so to get back they had to create like an explosion with the um with the like his little pad or whatever and then when he gets back it you know they're back to normal everything's okay but stewie's able to kind of, there is like a map of something you could check out where it's like um 
like a heat map is kind of what it looks like, but it shows like, you know, a known map of the universe. But you could see like there's a it's a distinct kind of wave from like the center and out to what we perceive to be the end of the universe. And the yeah. the theory is that you know that it's expanding or whatever. And then so Stewie shows like, you know, the the explosion One of moment, that. Please. Sure. He shows like the uh the explosion for that and then also his um his other thing. And so then you're able to see that um you know, he wouldn't have existed without you know, being born in the universe, but he also kind of created the universe by doing it. So maybe if you were to go back in time, you would, um, if you did kill yourself, I think you would maybe just create a cyclical loop. Like you would maybe create like a, like a time tangent or something like that would kind of be my best well, guess. Wasn't there like a show that did that, that this guy went back in past and he actually found out that he was his own grandfather. Mm. I forgot what show it was. I want to say so too, but I just it does. I don't recall. I don't recall. All right, I'm back. All right. But yeah, um, another thing that I always thought was kind of cool with this movie too is like, even though we all know that you know Michael J. Fox is Marty McFly, but he actually wasn't even the original Marty McFly. Eric Stoltz actually was the the first person that did it, and they actually had shot like a good chunk of the film before they cast uh, Michael J. Fox. And I always thought that to be kind of like a, a very bizarre little tidbit in fact about it because yeah. he definitely, he wasn't even supposed to be in it. Cause I think at the time Michael J Fox was on family ties. And so he had, you know, business conflicts and time conflicts and stuff like that. And so he wasn't able to, you know, do the filming, but then Robert Zemeckis, the director was like, you know, I really would like to have like to have Michael, you know, it's just, isn't working with Eric. It's just the movie isn't right. And so they, um, you know, brought him in and reshot everything with Eric and then would take uh, Michael to his family tie shoots in the morning and then bring him out to, to the film shoots. And it was always the most bizarre thing. It's like, I don't know how this kid died or did not die from just overworking himself to death. But yeah, I have enjoyed um, this movie, though. I do think it is super wonderful. And... um and again, I think part of what kind of like transcends it to being, you know, just from an OK movie to a great movie is that, you know, it's got so much going for, it. you know, it's got romance, it's got sci fi, it's got comedy, it's got action, it's got, you know, a cool soundtrack. It's all just got everything um, kind of mixed in uh, into one, which I think is great. And um, I think it's a, a fantastic film. And um, yeah, so um if you guys have a, you guys have any other uh, final thoughts on Back to the Future? No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. That's it. What about you, S. Jones? Any final thoughts? Um, I much prefer the first girlfriend they had instead of changing actresses for the second movie. I agree. The, ori <laughs> the original Jennifer Parker to me is Jennifer Parker. Parts two and three, it's like, um, I don't know who this stranger is. Take her away. <laughs> she died after the first movie yeah <sighs> oh well um, oops I don't know I think it's I think if they ever remade the movie there's a whole lot they wouldn't put in there just because everything there's a lot of things that are like really political correct now mm -hmm. yeah that's another like, thing too like do you think if this movie were made today, do you think it could? Like, do you think this would even happen? You know, a young no, high, a high schooler be, hanging out with an old man? No. I don't think it would even be the same. Yeah. I thought that was really movie. creepy. Right? It I mean, as a, back then when you see it for the first time, like, you don't think so. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think anything yeah, of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I always thought, like, oh, Duck's, like, basically his grandpa. Like a cool, like everyone has that cool family member. Yeah. That's kind of how I saw it as well. You know, I saw him as like an uncle or like, um, like just a cool dude in the neighborhood. But even then, like today, like that would never happen. Parents today would no. never let their kids go hang out with this strange old man who has a lot of money that tinkers in his garage. That <laughs> if, that movie, if that movie came out today with how they portrayed the terrorists, now 
things would be up in flames. Right. There'd be oh, no yeah. way that movie would garner <laughs> any right? positive traction <laughs> in the world today if it came out and portrayed that scene like that with those characters. I still think it'd be, it. it would be pretty funny though if you did fool a a terrorist group in making a bomb for them, but just sent it as an empty <laughs> bomb casing with pinball parts. I think that'd be a great joke. Yeah. Oh yes, we'll build this bomb for you. AKA send you a bunch of fun if you put this thing together. You have a pinball machine, you're welcome. Be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, I don't think it would be just the same movie at all. No, it, it wouldn't it, be. If this movie would come out today, it would probably be like rated R or something, rated M, something like that. But yeah, it probably would not not fly. Right. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where I I don't think this movie could exist at the time. Like it, it came out at the right time. You know, before, you know, an issue like that would make um like an issue like, you know, a kid hanging out with a strange adult, a definitely an older man. Um, but also too, like right on the cusp of like, you know, sci-fi kind of becoming a more, you know, more widely accepted thing. You know, we talked, you know, some of us have been watching uh, Stranger Things and, you know, around the 80s as well is kind of, you know, when sci-fi and more nerd culture isn't quite to the status that it is today where it's, you know, very much more widely accepted. But at the same time, um, it was kind of right at the beginning and it kind of, I think, gave, you know, the right push to kind of you know make that kind of idea appealing and fun and something that's the you know worth watching you know i mean you're just seeing this cool car doing this cool time travel thing but when you start to talk about it you start to get people having you know discussions like we had like what would happen if you went back in time what would you do would you do anything and i think that's a sign of a great film that you know kind of one you had fun watching but also kind of spurs you know a lot of what if conversations or the the movie doesn't stop because the credits rolled it left the theater with you and I think that's mm-hmm. what that's what makes it fun. And to me, that's what's kind of kept the staying power. There's so much you could talk about with it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, that's part of the reasons why I, I've liked it. And I wanted to talk about that one as uh, as our first AV club. Um, so uh, kind of in closing, you know, this is, you know, obviously our first one. We're kind of still kind of getting our our legs under us, so to speak. Um, I'm still kind of on the fence of what we're going to do for our, uh, our film for November. I'm kind of going back and forth on whether we want to do one that's been out already. I already have like a short list, um, but I've also debated maybe doing like Thor Ragnarok or something like that, um, where it'll be a little bit of a newer film and we can kind of digest that as well if we'd like. Um, but everyone that kind of tuned in for this part of uh, the stream, I appreciate you coming by to hang out. And, um, I guess we'll kind of go around one more time and we'll, we'll go to S Jones and Ruby and then Panda. If you guys can just, you know, give your names and uh, where, if, you know, people want to check you out or hang out with you, uh, where they can find you on the internet, whether that be Twitter or discord, or uh, if you stream as well, you know, feel free to drop your, uh, your, you know, your channel link and all that. Um, so yeah, S Jones, where can we find you on the internet? Oh God. Uh... <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You cannot uh, do I not find stream, me on the internet. So <laughs> I don't stream. Um, I'm usually just hanging out in the Discord or on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter name is Lizzie Lee Rose, L I Z Z I E L E E O R S E. And Ruby, if people wanted to find more about you or hang out with you or get to know you more, where would they find you on the internet? Um, you can find me at Twitter. Uh, <laughs> if I it's can okay. speak, <laughs> they can find me uh, on Twitter at Ruby Dragon N. Good deal. And Pandasaurus, where can we find um, you on the internet? Um, you really shouldn't, but you can find <laughs> me on. You can find me on Twitter, um, Pandasaurus one one five or Enice believe you can look up both and you'll find me uh i do stream sometimes so if you want to see me stream probably not that interesting but yeah sure you guys should totally check him out he's awesome (laughs) a lot of destiny yes awesome well guys i thank you all so much for coming to to hang out today i appreciate it 
Um, as I was saying too, the next one will be next month. The date is to be determined. So just keep your eyes peeled on uh, discord and we will, um, kind of maybe do a poll or something like that, whether we want to do an old film or a new film, uh, we'll kind of maybe decide that as a group. And then, uh, if you are a sub, I'll put that in the uh, subsection for our signup sheet to get, um, people involved to see if they want to check that out. Obviously this is the first show. So you know, a little bit of growing pain, still trying to figure out the format and things like that. But thank you so much for uh, checking something new uh, with me. And I think it's hopefully something that'll become a fun monthly thing. And we'll, you know, check it out each month. And uh, if you have some feedback, there is a suggestions section in Discord. If you could post there what you think about the show, what we could do differently, um, maybe different flow options or different suggestions. Um, love to hear your feedback. I'm going to export this and save it later. So if you'd like to check it out, you're more than welcome to. And uh, now we're going to get into Alien Isolation, our spooky stream for October. So we're going to check that out. So again, guys, thank you so much for hanging out for our first ever AV Club. And thanks for humoring me on it. I wanted to try something new. I wanted to, you know, bring something new to the channel. And uh, yes, thank you so much. Exactly, S. Jones. Thank you for joining us on the Hill Valley AV Club, our very first meeting. So thank you so much. And we'll definitely get into uh, some more stuff for sure and talk about more films and more movies. And so, again, definitely leave some feedback. Or if you'd like to, if you follow me on Twitter, I do have an email address on there. Uh, definitely feel free to send me an email. You know, type in uh, the subject line AV Club feedback and uh, let me know what you think, honestly. Um, I would love, you know, some, you know, honest feedback and just let me know what you think. So now I'm going to take a quick little uh, itty bitty break. I got to use the restroom and uh, get myself a glass of water. And I will be right back. We're going to start up with Alien Isolation. So thank you so much, guys. I will see you in a few moments. <laughs> 